As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Woo-wee! Hi, this is Bobby Boucher. Now, I was just wanted to jump in right now, you know, before Mike starts talking, because, you know, he, he, he gave, gave me the, the luxury of coming on the show today, and, and, and I can't wait to, you know, discuss some of the things that I've been doing since the water boy, and, you know, when, when, when Mama gave me the, the, the permission to step outside the bounds, and, you know, now I do all types of uh, sponsoring events of, of, of Dasani water you know, and, and a few other bottles that that, 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 that I think are, you know, the, 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 the best kind of H2O. And it, first of all, whoo, yeah. You know, I thought about starting the episode off with a song. And for, for the sake of heaven, let's just do another beginning for you guys. You get two intros today, all right? Here we go. A whole new world, a whole new world. You guys may be wondering what in the heaven was that, and it's the way I feel about life right now. I am getting ready to turn 30 and I just feel like I got a whole new world in front of me. I feel like Aladdin, you know, and just, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know, ready to meet my future wife at some point here. <laughs> like I've been saying for a while, uh, I may have already met her. We'll see. Um, the lady life is strength strong. Um, you know, in the way that, uh, you know, I'm evolving as a man as I get older. The things that I want, the things that I desire. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get too personal here, but I'm really excited. Some things have happened over the last few weeks that have kind of like helped me reshape my mindset toward women um, and kind of what I want long term. I'm really excited. A lot of my friends have been really, you know, breaking it down and, and just kind of settling down, son. You know, they're, they're, they're finding these chicks that, that are right for them. Um, they're getting married. They're on their way to getting married. I've been, you know, just been hit up about being a groomsman. I mean, I think love is the theme in the air these days, guys. It's exciting. Um, I, I'm, my brother is getting married next year, and he just asked me to be his best man. I'm really excited uh, to have that honor. I've never been a best man before. I've also never been to a gay wedding before. So it'll be a really cool mix, you know, kind of bringing those two elements together. I want to make sure that I do it right. And to clarify, my brother is gay for those who, who don't know. Um, but I want to make sure I do it right, you know, and, and honor him properly. I'm not sure. Do I, you know, like, do I bring a guy to the wedding? Um, you know, do I, you know, am I, I feel like I might be the maid of honor, to be honest, because I feel like my brother's like the chick of the two or the more feminine. So technically, like, I'm really excited to announce that I am for the first time in my life, the maid of honor for a wedding. And I am so thrilled. I might start crying right now, just talking about it. No, in all honesty, I'm really happy for him. I'm not, I am kind of joking around, but really getting to the bare bones of it. I am, I'm really happy for my brother. Um, and I'm honored to be his best man next year. I can't wait to throw his bachelor party for him. Um, you know, it's, I'm really going to, I'm going to go all out for him. You know, he's my bro. We're going to get male strippers. We're going to get those penis straws to drink out of, you know, we're going to, we're going to have good times guys. It's really, it's really fun stuff. So, um, I'm really excited to be here and you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, son. I'm feeling good about life these days, baby. And I, this is not fake shit. Actually, because I'm feeling good, I wanted to do a podcast. It's the middle of the week. Um, things are going well. There's a lot going on in the world of politics, sports, entertainment, I guess. Michael Oldroyd's life, the friends of Michael Oldroyd. Uh, just 
work, recreation, people coming in town. We got the holidays coming up, Halloween coming up. New York's starting to, you know, get cooler in weather. The, the leaves are changing. I recently shaved my pubes. I am really excited about the near and midterm future. Um, it's, it's really fun stuff, guys. Uh, I also will say this, you know, let's not make this all about me. I know I've said that before, you know, you're kind of getting a snapshot into my life and everything, but I also want to keep it relative to other things as well. I wish I could ask questions about you, but I can't, I guess I can do rhetorical questions, not to like do the same thing over and over. Um, what if I did the same podcast every time you guys listen, wouldn't that be exciting? I think, I think that would actually be pretty cool <laughs> if I could somehow try to do it with like no script, uh, or no like recollection of it and just see how, how much my thought process is exactly the same and be like, Mike, you've said that like 15 times every single episode. See, you know, see, see what sticks and see what, you know, what is just forever ingrained in my mind that I talk about whenever it's free form, you know, just blurting out my subconsciousness. But I did write down a few things for the sake of, uh, you know, preparation and respect to you guys wanting to have somewhat of a loose itinerary here. I am excited about future episodes. Today I don't have a guest other than, you know, Bobby Boucher and maybe a few others uh, unexpectedly. We'll see. But I do, I am excited about future episodes. I love having my friends on the show. I found out that that's like, I don't know, I just think it goes really well because I just, I connect with them, I bond, and it's fun. I listened to that last episode with Austin Huff, and it was it was really entertaining. I, I, to be honest, I'm thinking about inviting Austin to my brother's wedding as my date, you know, just because I love him so much. Um, it was recently his birthday, shout out to A. Huff. I figured, you know, maybe we could fly to Columbia, Missouri. I'd fly from New York, he'd fly from L.A., just so we could go back to Kappa Alpha Order. Uh, I think that'd be really fun, and just to kind of relive that scenario, uh, for those of you who did not listen to last episode, you probably are not getting that joke. In fact, I, I know that you're not going to get it, but you know what's cool is if you laughed anyway, that was that's awesome, because that means like somehow you just find me funny. You don't even have to get my jokes, um, and, and I like you for that. I don't even know you, but I feel like there's someone out there who just laughed and they didn't get the joke. But they just thought it sounded cool or funny. And and I want to give you a kiss, honestly. I would kiss the microphone right now. You know what? I'm going to kiss it. All right. Um, let's get back to the itinerary, please, if you don't mind. Can, can I can I please get back to the itinerary? I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving me that. Um, first, first topic, Harry Potter. <laughs> I love HP, man. I love Harry Potter. Daniel Daniel Radcliffe Potter. Um, I think that uh, that have you guys been to that Pottermore website? I, it's been around for a handful of months now, apparently. And J.K. Rowling is actually the sponsor. She's created this website um, where you can you can go in and, and answer a bunch of fun questions. You know, it's like a test. You can take different tests. You can, like, be sorted to which Harry Potter house you would actually be in. And you can't, like, fake the test because they're such weird questions. You just got to be honest. And um, and you can also answer some questions and figure out what type of wand you would get. Um, and you can also figure out what your favorite Patronus or what your Patronus would be, right? So I'm going to reveal some things about myself, and then I'm going to encourage you guys to get out there and go to J.K. Rowling's website. It's really fun. She's awesome. They got There's so much exciting stuff in the world of Harry Potter still you know, coming out, and she's got that movie coming out in a couple months. Um, with the, it, takes, it takes place in New York back in the 20s, 1920s, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm... I'm I can't wait to uh, to check her out, uh, and by her I mean the flick, not J.K. Rowling. Although I would go on a date with her. I would. I'm. You know what I mean? Like I would go on a date with J.K. Rowling if she was up for it. I would. I would treat her like a lady and take her out to a nice seafood dinner, and I would call her again. And uh, and who knows what would transpire between her and I? You know, you never know what kind of chemistry could could uh could take off. I'm not going to I'm I don't limit myself, guys. I don't care. I don't even know how old she is. And I would definitely allow nature to take its course. All right? 
Um, let's see here. So I, when I originally, I took a, a Harry Potter test a while back. It wasn't J.K. Rowling's, but I was at Gryffindor, um, and I was really excited about that, right? Like, of course, you know, Harry's a Gryffindor. It seems like everybody great is Gif Gryffindors, like, um, you know, Dumbledore and, uh, you know, all of Harry's friends, and, you know, it's like the winning house of all the Quidditch matches. By the way, if Harry Potter was a, like, a jerk and a jock, I feel like his motto in life would be hit it in Quidditch, but he's not a jerk, so it's just, um, yeah, I guess it is hit it in Quidditch, but it only has one meaning rather than two. All right, so now, after taking the J.K. Rowling test, I find out the true house that I'm in. And I don't want to make you guys nervous here, but it's not Slytherin, thank goodness. Um, I wonder if anyone ever gets assigned to Slytherin. I, I don't know. I, I assume they do. And you know what? I'm not going to just assume that they're a bad person, guys. Slytherin has good people that have come from the house. So you always got to see the good. You can't just think, if one of your friends get Slytherin or you get Slytherin, it doesn't mean you're evil or a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, it's the people who think that you're evil just because you're a Slytherin and then they judge you that need to do some self-evaluating, in my opinion. You got to be all-inclusive, son. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm a, I like to call it Jefflepuff, maybe Hufflepuff, whatever you want to say, but uh, really, you know, at first I was disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I was like, what the f I was like, what the frick, JK? Um, but, and no pun intended, or like with the j just kidding thing, I really was upset with JK Rowling for putting me in freaking Hufflepuff. And then I did some research and I found out some of the characteristics that define Hufflepuffs. And I realized just because I'm Hufflepuff doesn't mean that I don't have the required trait of being in Gryffindor, which is, you know, that one is just purely being brave. That's like your defining trait. But I found out it doesn't mean you're not brave if you're in other houses. And one of the reasons that most people get in Gryffindor is when they request to be in Gryffindor. Um, at least the sorting hat does that. I personally uh, found out that Hufflepuffs are extremely loyal and just and hardworking. And I think that actually is true. So I'm proud of that. I, I step up and I own that. I will, I will proudly fly the Hufflepuff flag. In fact, I'm thinking about maybe buying a Hufflepuff coffee mug for when I'm working hard, loyal to my company, and, you know, making sure that I'm fighting for justice with our employees. Um, but that's, that's what I am. Um, have fun with it, guys. Uh, also, you can figure out what wand you have, and I don't remember all the details of mine. All I remember is that my wand has a phoenix... Uh, hair or feather in the center of it, which is like a really rare deal, which makes me excited. And Randy, um, only uh, I, I remember reading that like Harry and Voldemort both have that uh, that uh, phoenix thing in the center of their wand, so it's pretty good. Uh, apparently, my wand's pretty uh, pretty dank, um, which makes me excited. Uh, I do have. Uh, somebody did get, a, a former girlfriend of mine gave me an elder wand once which is you know Dumbledore's it's the most powerful wand in the universe and uh, I find that to be my real wand you know because it like chose me someone chose it for me so I feel I feel connected to the elder wand and this other wand maybe it's like Harry you know like where Harry had his wand but then he also inherited the elder wand um, through fate and all that so I don't know Whatever, I, I feel excited, guys. You know, I'm 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 jazzed. I'm horny. Um, I, I'd like to, uh, I, you know, let's have some drinks at the Hufflepuff house. You know, um, it's like fraternities and sororities, guys. You guys, you guys want to come back to Hufflepuff tonight or what? I feel like that would be like so rad, for lack of a better word, is inviting chicks back to the Hufflepuff house. I mean, there's already chicks in the Hufflepuff house. Literally. So, I think it'd be pretty dank. Um, maybe one chick, right? I'm not I'm not just all about, like, multiple chicks, guys. I mean, I do love... I love all women, actually. I do, and I respect them. And I... I, I think every woman is beautiful in her own way. Um, you know, some of them are 
striking on the surface, and some of them have something just very unique and, and, and uh, hidden to offer. It's not just, it's not as black and white as just physical or just uh, um, internal. I think there's a great combination in trade-off. It's like a Madden. It's like when you play Madden and you like create characters, you, in my opinion, you know, like when God made women, like he made them all equal and beautiful and he just like shifted around like the dials on different, on different, um, characteristics where they all even out if that makes sense so every woman is equal and beautiful in her own way it's just a shifting of the dials thank zeus <laughs> so i love all women um and uh yeah until i until i get locked in baby with one then um i can say those things i suppose um anyway uh going back to the patronus guys <laughs> i'm doing like uh Jeez, I've been doing this for, what, 16 minutes already, and I've only talked about Harry Potter? That's crazy. I think I'm going to do, like, an hour-long episode, then, um, because I have, like, a lot of itinerary, and I'm excited, guys. Are you feeling the excitement? Are you kind of over there, like, kind of, like, getting excited and, like, bobbing your head with this? It's like, man, this Mike Oldroyd guy is making me feel athletic right now by talking about Harry Potter. Uh, maybe you're taking a dump, and you're just, like, really into that, and you're just, like, just tearing it up, you know? Tearing up, tearing up the toilet. Uh, to my podcast, um, but yeah, the Patronus. My favorite, my Patronus is the mongrel dog. So I like that. You know, I think it's cool that I got dog, like any kind of a dog, especially after my dog had passed away earlier the earlier this year. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, I feel I feel like if I you know had to cast out that spell that would you know be of protection, maybe that's kind of like my Joey. You know, my little Joey girl who's there uh, uh, protecting us when, you know, when the Dementors are, <laughs> when the Dementors are in our presence. I, if someone could hear me right now that didn't know that I'm doing a podcast, like say my neighbors were just listening and they're like, what is this guy talking about? Um, all right. Because I am recording from my apartment again here right next to Times Square. Looking for another apartment, by the way. I'm, I'm wanting to move maybe further downtown, get a nicer place, maybe in the Fidei area, financial district, you know, where Wall Street is. Uh, they got some nice buildings down there. And since I work from home uh, and those subways go everywhere, I think it'd be pretty sexy, you know? Maybe I'll court a chick and we can move in together and split rent and, you know, have fun times behind closed doors. Uh, consistently as a committed uh duo uh we'll see what happens maybe maybe there's a girl out there that will consider that until she hears me talk about harry potter on my podcast for 15 minutes and then she's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna rethink that this guy is not as cool as i thought he was or maybe there's a chick out there who's like you know what this dude is awesome i love harry potter um there was a harry potter uh marathon on when i was in chicago uh recently during uh, some of the Cubs playoffs, and rather than like going out, <laughs> rather than going out and see, I was like in a nice hotel downtown Chicago, and I stayed in and watched Harry Potter, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that scene. That's so exciting. Ah, you know, like why didn't they make Voldemort scarier? What a freaking bozo. Uh, anyway, um, here we go. So. Yeah, so we'll just lead that right into Chicago. I was at, I was actually uh, in Chicago recently, somewhat recently, and I went to the uh, the playoffs game. I got to see uh, the Cubs play the Dodgers. Game two, it was awesome. Night game, Wrigley rooftops, just tearing it up, eating, eating and drinking and, and having a blast. Good people. Uh, and, you know, it's just nice to be in that environment. I actually haven't been to a playoff game for baseball before, and um, I'm really excited for the Cubs right now. I'm not – I'm a – I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. That's my St. Louis team that I'll, I'm gonna, you know, have that loyalty to. Always, um, they've kind of become part of me uh, because of my ties to St. Louis. And um, but I am excited for the Cubs. You know, it's nice to see the the tables turn and and other teams get a chance to do well. I mean, it's been it's been very, um, it's been overdue. It's kind of like when the when the Royals got good a year or two ago. Uh, it's kind of like, it's nice to see Chicago have a little whirl at it. And, you know, I, I hope it doesn't mean the world's ending because such crazy things are happening, you know. But, you know, 
the Cubs going to the World Series and Donald Trump potentially getting in office does make me nervous. Uh, something's not right here. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, and I guys, anybody that's a Trump fan and a Hillary hater out there, I've, I can dish it out to both. All right, let's not... Let's not let the ourselves be divided just yet, okay? I love you. I have people that are Trump supporters. I love you, all right? I, I still I still like you. It, it doesn't mean I don't like you because you like Trump. Um, I have some thoughts about him, and I'm going to assume that you don't know what I do if you do like Trump. So that's why I give you the benefit of the doubt, guys. I give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, going back to... Um, the World Series, though, it'll be fun to watch. I know there's a lot of Cleveland Indians fans out there that are jazzed and, you know, spinning around like a, a top, you know, at a, uh, what do they call those? The yeah, I feel like there's a lot of Indians fans really excited right now, spinning around like a top at a bar mitzvah. All right. Did it. Um, there's a lot of... I think let's lead that into politics, though. Um, I am uh, I I try not to get too intertwined with it. And when I log into Facebook and I see all the posts about politics, there's just so much emotion involved right now. Everybody hates both or one or a little bit of both politicians right now. I think the consensus right now is nobody really likes either candidate a ton. Um, I think some people, uh, distrust Hillary a lot, you know, they, they, she feels fake to a lot of people. Um, I think that pe people like the fact that Trump is outspoken, but they just don't like him. I mean, that's how I feel. I, I, I appreciate that I know who he is cause, cause he just kind of throws it out there, but I think he's mentally... Um, unstable and, and actually like if they did a sanity test if there was like a, a clinical sanity test I don't think he would pass it to be honest because I, I think he believes what he's saying half the time or maybe all the time and it's so far out there it's not based on I don't remember seeing I, I have not seen him say very many facts everything is just a huge hyperbole just it's huge Hillary's terrible um, but he never says what he's going to do. Whenever they say, why should you be president? He doesn't say why he should be president. He says why Hillary shouldn't be. That's interesting, guys. <laughs> that is an interesting way of campaigning. They call that negative campaigning. And I know Hillary does a lot of that as well, um, with her ads and things like that. But it's, it's interesting. I am slightly fearful that, uh, Trump is an emerging dictator in disguise. I'm not saying he is one, but uh, if you do a Google search of uh, characteristics of dictators that have taken power, aka people like Hitler and Voldemort, um, he, he really fits them to the T. Uh, and I'm not going to get... I'll, I'll give you some examples so you don't just... I don't want to you know, be hypocritical here by saying something but not providing it with facts. But when you say in one of the debates that uh, you would blow people out of the water for taunting you, as he did say with uh, what happened recently in the Iranian waters. He said he would blow them out of the water for taunting us. I mean, that is flat-out king, dictator, emperor status. That's not d diplomatic. That's not democracy. We don't do that. That's like going into a bar, and because someone says, uh, what's up to your girlfriend, you just start punching them in the face. Um... That's that's not how we do things. Um, it's bullying, and you know it does not make my penis erect. So, anywho, um, you know you got to choose between the lesser of two evils, guys. You know somebody who has experience in politics and has, you know, will hopefully put a lot of people uh, around her that uh, can do a good job. Or do you choose the Joker from Batman? I don't know. Two Face or Batman, guys? Do you choose Two Face? Or, sorry, Two-Face or the Joker. Uh, Batman, I apologize. That's Bernie Sanders, but that's a that's a whole other story. Um, but at least we got Batman, Batman fighting on Two-Face's side, right? I guess the fact that he's supporting her, that's something. So, <clears throat> anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, I've been motivated lately, fellas and ladies. 
uh, I've been, um, like I said, it's a whole new world, you know, turning 30, work has been going really well. I feel, I was kind of wanting to retire from comedy for a while, uh, for the last four months or so, and I'm starting to get the itch, son! I'm starting to get the itch. If that, if that excites you, I hope it does. I recently bought some new comedy equipment, I got a microphone, I'm sitting right there, I'm looking at it, uh, along with the actual mic stand, specifically for comedy, I got an extension cord, and a amp that's wireless, that I can literally perform wherever the heaven I want to. In the subways, I can start my own show, I can do it in, in the subways, on the actual carts if I want to. Um, I can do it inside of the helmet of the Statue of Liberty if I would like. I can do it in my apartment when nobody's listening and looking in the mirror doing comedy. I can do it at bars. So I am thinking about starting a show uh, and have another comic. So if there's anybody that wants to try comedy, buzz me, son. Buzz me, daughter, I should say, in case you're a lady. Um, and, yeah, I've been feeling motivated. Feel free to follow me on my... Uh, on my social media and whatnot. I, I'm thinking, you know, I would like to get more followers. And that's one of the reasons I am considering getting really large fake breasts. But I haven't decided yet. Nevertheless, I'm going to shout out for myself for a second. Do some promotion. Forgive me. Shameless promotion, as they like to say. But it's uh, Snapchat's the droid. T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Twitter is the same. D-R-O. T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. You know, the droid was my nickname as a kid. Not self-appointed. I adopted it. Love it. Especially since, you know, I'm a big fan of Star Wars and R2-D2. So you could call me old R2-D2 if you want. Um, old BB-8. Whatever, you know, whatever makes you feel good inside, guys. Feel free to do whatever that is. Um, but, um, you know, same thing on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's the same for Vine. Um, but, yeah. Just uh, trying to get it, get it. It's not even about getting it out there. It's about, it's about releasing those inner desires of just blasting humor out there. It's like I got my wand right here. And I just want to. I got my. I have my actual elder wand, and right. Now, I just want to blast laughter and love everywhere, in every single direction. I just want to just cast a love and laugh. You know, one. One love spell and one laughter spell, like, everywhere I go. I feel like that, that'll just, like, you know, I want the world to laugh. I want everybody to laugh so hard at my humor that literally the world starts to shake. And people are like, wait, I hope that the world doesn't change directions. And I'm like, don't worry, it can't do it like that. That's not how it works. That, that defies the laws of physics. Um, but, anywho, <clears throat> um... I am jazzed. Uh, talking about future episodes, I want to have. So for my birthday, I want to have like a, a conference call and have like fifteen of my friends call in and just have like a roundtable discussion, but conference call format. So like, I'll be humorous in some ways by acting like, you know, I'm I'm running some business call. Who was that who just joined? Oh, thanks. Well, I appreciate you joining. This is where we are, and this is what the itinerary is for the. For the meeting today, I hope that everyone's feeling good about themselves and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I am trying to have some people come out to uh, hang out with me on my birthday here in New York, uh, November 6th. Very excited about that. Um, I hope that this girl that I recently met um, hangs out with me then, and I hope it's still going. I would rather, actually, Truth is, I would rather have that than like tons of fake breasts in my face for my 30th, but either will be fine. I probably won't have tons of fake breasts in my face if I'm still talking to this girl. Um, but either way, I guess I should embrace both options um, and let fate take its course. But I am excited. I, I did meet a girl actually this last weekend and we really freaking hit off. Hit it off. That's all I'm gonna say um, for now. But uh, I am excited. She's really fucking gorgeous, and um, we really connected. You know. So anyway, <clears throat> Halloween is coming up. I don't know what you guys are gonna be, but uh, I would like to be um, Donald Trump. 
uh, but I I just I guess you gotta have to, you gotta have to all you have to do is have the toupee and and I think everybody will know and then make the face you know and just keep going you know saying this is huge um, but I'm not a, I'm not a Trump impersonator uh, let's see so Airbnb has recently been banned from the city of New York did you guys care about that it's crazy um, thank goodness I haven't really been trying to Airbnb my apartment lately out of not laziness, but just not, it's not worth my time and energy anymore. Um, so I kind of just dropped it naturally and thank goodness I didn't have any future bookings. Um, uh, but it is illegal. Uh, the mayor of New York, uh, signed a piece of legislation which bans it. And it's, it's upsetting because I won't have the opportunity to, to have, you know, two Korean gay guys rent from me and have sex in my shower for a few hours anymore. I, I hate that I, there will be no homosexual intercourse transpiring in my apartment. Um, and when I say that, again, you have to probably have listened to pri prior episodes. I had no idea that that was going to happen when these guys rented from me. And, and frankly, it's not that they're homosexuals that I was offended by. I, I'm, you know, completely, I, ha I have uh, pride for my brother and, and I'm fully supportive but it is fun to, to be funny about it. My brother laughs with me, and, and we, we make jokes about it, too. One time, actually, something happened. He's like, that's so gay. And I, it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, it wasn't even gay at all. But, you know, when people are like, ah, oh, it's gay. So, anyway, he's awesome. I, in fact, I'm thinking about getting some socks. I saw some socks that said gay on them, and I was thinking about maybe wearing them to the wedding. I think that'd be fun. But, anyway, um, the reason I was offended is that they were having sex in my shower while I'm in the next room. And that's just, that's not cool, man. You know, at first it bothered me um, probably more than it would now. Because it's just like so new. But um, yeah, I, um, nevertheless, no more gay sex um, <laughs> uh, transpiring that way. So, or at all, <laughs> I should say. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, so... Yeah, been traveling a lot. I've been to Atlanta recently. Went to the Coca-Cola factory, which is awesome. Considering I, I own quite a bit of Coca-Cola stock. I recommend Coca-Cola, actually, as a stock. They pay out good dividends. Um, you know, it's solid. It's a long-term, solid investment over the course of time. I don't think it's going to increase in a ton of value, but I do think it's, it's going to still go up. Um, it's one of those American long-standing companies, and, and I love Coke. I... I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper right now, but I do love Coke. Coca-Cola. By the way, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Coca-Cola used to actually put cocaine in their Coke, um, which is crazy. Um, but nevertheless, I uh, learned a bunch of cool facts about Coca-Cola when we went to the factory, like drank all different kinds of products. I wonder if Dr. Pepper is actually made by Coke. I really don't know. It was established in 1885, apparently. Let's see. Um, I, I'm going to assume that they don't make Dr. Pepper, that Coke doesn't, but you know, I'll have to, that's a good, that's worth a Google search along with, um, what are the common traits that rising dictators have had in the past? Google that too, guys, uh, to do yourselves a favor and kind of figure out who you're going to vote for before this election. Um, so Yeah. Colorado, Atlanta, Chicago. Oh, one of the cool things that uh, happened when we were in Chicago, I've got a, a good buddy. Actually, I have quite a few buddies in Chicago. I ran into one of them on the street, too, unexpectedly, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and uh, every time I go to Chicago, it gives me a boner because I feel like uh, it reminds me of, of my one of my favorite movies, which is The Dark Knight, which I watch like on repeat. Sometimes when I'm working, I have The Dark Knight on the background just to like give me, it puts me in the right mindset and motivates me to get shit done, to MSH, as I like to say, make shit fucking happen, make shit happen, um, but I do, um, I do love that movie, a lot of it was filmed in Chicago, a lot of it's filmed here in New York, and actually some of it's filmed in LA as well, um, and, uh, we were walking around in parts of, of, of Chicago that, uh, that you, you see in, a lot of those those newer ones with Christian Bale, not the newest with uh, Affleck, Affleck, but um, with Christian. 
and uh, by far the best Batmans that I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, that's where I saw my buddy. Oh, me and me and my buddy that were walking around though met these really two cute blondes, man. And we hit on them in the street, and like they were receptive. Uh, at first, they kind of were like standoffish until they looked at us and realized that we we're pretty studly fellas. And then uh, the conversation started to transpire from there, and it developed and walked together for a little bit and um, got to know each other and, you know, decided... Actually, we were the ones decided... The guys were the ones that decided to go our separate ways after vetting um, the ladies. Um, you know, they were here in town for business, and, uh, you know, we, we wanted to go back and eat. Um, and uh, I just... It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't right to continue you know what, what what was written in the stars was that we interacted for the amount of time that we did you know how you just feel it and you just know sometimes you just know guys you know it's uh i feel like um here's 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 a random thought actually creeper status right what exactly is that no guy wants to be a creep and i think i know what creep i think i know what it is to be a creep it's when you try too hard to step outside of fate when you're around a girl that you're attracted to. And what I mean by that is girls are very perceptive in, um, this is not part of the itinerary, which is why it's it's organic and good, but I don't wanna shoot it down. Here we go, get back on track, Mike. Take a sip of the dock. All right, so <clears throat> a guy's attracted to a girl, say in a subway, say in a, a city, you see her on the street, right? Naturally, Oh, you know, it's like, oh, I want to talk to her. And then you kind of get nervous, but you don't want to just stop, right? You don't want to just um, give up and go away. So you like stay in that area, hoping that fate either forces you to talk to one another or you finally muster up the courage to say something or like something happens. That you... So you just kind of like hover around like an electron around a nucleus, around a nucleus. And the girl perceives it, right? Because it's not natural. And as you're sitting there nervous and not knowing what to say, you just get weird. And they can't read your mind. But they know that you're there creeping. <laughs> that's what it means to be a creep, is you're an electron just floating around a nucleus that's not yours. Um, it, an uninvited electron um, to, a, to a nucleus. <laughs> just, just fucking, you know, rotating around this chick all of a sudden. Uh, hoping that something happens and that's why you just gotta you gotta defeat you gotta defeat that that um overextension by just grabbing the bull by the horns before it gets awkward before you have time to think about it and get get weird if you like if you see the opportunity there's no one gonna be there that says do it talk to her now or never you know, like, there's really no angel on your shoulder um, that says, you know, nut up and fucking say something. And that's the only way you got to, you got to do it now and play it out. And if she's interested or allows it to keep going, then you do. And that way you grab fate by the horns and you make it happen. But if you wait too long and you just hover and start electroning her, you're, you're done, man. You can't, you can't do that. So... We've all been there, guys. We've all been creeps. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, and it's it's not cool. It's not cool to be a creep. Um, and another way to not be a creep too is to not think about hooking up with them. You gotta like, you gotta see them for the person that they are and try to talk to them about like what's what's natural. What what is you know what's Nate? You know, try to just be normal. You know what I'm saying? So. Anyway, that's my lesson. That's that's my lesson for you um, regarding not creeping on chicks. And you see, you see it at parties, especially in college. Uh, it's it's so weird. It's like uncomfortable. You know, it's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> but but we all know exactly what's happening to that that poor guy when he's creeping on a chick, and you know he's he's unintentionally making her a victim, but he's the victim. <laughs> <laughs> because you know he's he's off an electron status and he can't help it anymore. So, ladies, don't be too hard on him. Just just try to be polite and maybe maybe someday he he'll maybe fate will bring him back into your life or 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 not. 
probably to your hope. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, guys are, guys are. Nobody wants to be a creep, but it's it's like a, it's a natural thing to fall into until you learn how to grab it by the horns. All right, I think I beat that one to death. 40 minutes in. This is exciting, guys. I'm, I'm having fun, and I'm not even, like, talking to anybody. I'm talking to you, all of you, but, like, there's no engaged dialogue going on, which, you know, more of that to come in the future, but I like to spice it up, keep it different. Um, oh, so what are some, some things that have been going on? I've been getting out, meeting more people here in New York. I've been going to some Mizzou, you know, type, like, alumni events, which is good. You know, keeping that grounding. Connecting with some people, you know, making some friends. Um, making some, uh, you know, gain, gaining some wingmen, if you will. Um, meeting some ladies. I uh, went to the Mizzou homecoming uh, game at the Mizzou bar here last weekend. It was it was good to... to you know, see some alumni there. It sucks that we lost, especially to the team that we did. But hey, we're in a rebuilding phase. I believe in Barry Odom. And if I was Batman, I would. I don't want to call Barry Odom like Harvey Dent because I was trying to say I believe in Harvey Dent. You know, like I believe in Barry Odom. I support him. I think under his watch, we'll eventually build a future that that is truly what's best um, for our school. So I, I believe in um, Barry Odom the way Batman originally believed in Harvey Dent. Um, and um, I don't think that he is going to be Two-Face. I think that role has already been absorbed by Hillary Clinton. So um, anyway, uh, like I said, been, um, um, let's see, with the birthday coming up, here's something random. I Can anybody help me with this? I... A year ago, I was in Washington, D.C. with one of my best friends, Christopher John, and, uh, you know, we, we, we went out, we had a, a great time in D.C. for a few nights, um, enjoyed, you know, learning about our country, learning about George Washington and kind of the principles that our country was founded upon. This leads me into wanting to talk about Colin Kaepernick later, um, but getting back to what I want to say is we actually, I kind of got in a little scuff on my birthday, man. I got in a scuffle with this guy, probably my fault. I wasn't being the bigger man in, in this case, which I'm not proud of, but we got in a little tussle, to be honest, um, with some fellas. There was, there was a brawl that uh, broke out on my birthday and my favorite hat got lost as a result. And I'm, I'm really upset about that. That's on my birthday, my favorite hat. It was this flower hat, this Hurley hat, just pimp status, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I need to find that. So if you guys happen to see that hat out there, please tell me. Uh, it's in some of my Instagram photos from more than a year ago now. And I'm really sad. Just thinking about it's kind of depressing me. So let's go back and talk about George Washington and how awesome he was. Uh, went to his estate. Absolutely awesome. I mean, the house is cool and everything. I mean, the house was pimp for back in the day. I if I could have that land, I, I would never tear down George Washington's house, but say like in a parallel universe, right? In a parallel universe, I would have that land and put a new house on it. And it's, it's gorgeous. Like the, he, he did a, uh, he did a good thing. And you know, not that anyone's perfect. I think, you know, he did the best he could at the time. It's not okay that slavery took place. So I'm not saying he's, you know, the perfect guy, you know, that's, but I do think that he was ahead of the curve and he did, when he passed away, he did free his slaves. What he could have done better is free them whenever he was actually in president and could have been as, you know, awesome as Abraham Lincoln, who, who freed the slaves during his lifetime. You know, um, I, you know, that's one of the things that makes Abe Lincoln so great. I don't know what they were talking about in politics recently about honest Abe. I, I forget what they were saying, but nevertheless, um, let's, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick for a second. Um, I know that's a very controversial thing and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I think he's a fucking idiot. And, and here's, here's the thing, guys. I agree that, um, the whole things aren't right. 
there there's a lot of room for improvement, right? There has been some pre there has been police brutality. There have been racial things and there are there is racism racism that exists. Nobody denies that, is denying that, and those things absolutely need to get rectified if we want to better our country. It's not it's not okay that those things are happening. Uh, but to me, taking a knee during the national anthem doesn't have anything to do with that. If anything, it's it's disrespectful to our country. Sure, it brings awareness. People are naturally going to draw attention to it. But are you a fucking idiot, dude? Like, if you're going to kneel during our national anthem, then also kneel down on an airplane and get the fuck out of the country, in my opinion. Um, it's disrespectful to the country, first of all. It's disrespectful for the people who've died for our freedom. It's disrespectful to the people who've died for the freedom so that Colin Kaepernick can make millions of dollars and play in the NFL. He's alienating himself from our country when he kneels. And I think it's ignorant. It's very ignorant, and a lot of people are are jumping on board ignorantly. Like, they're on board for a cause, and they think that that doesn't have any repercussions. But a better thing that he could do is hold a press conference. Don't kneel during the national anthem. Use his fame and leverage to hold a press conference and say, look, guys, I'm going to use some time aside from this football, um, you know, not in the middle of a game and things like that. And I'm going to I'm going to raise awareness. Things that are happening in the world are absolutely not OK. Some people are dying in the streets. Um, you know, I, I want to evoke change by taking an active effort in bringing people together and talking through what can be done and working with legislators. I want to create a group that is going to actively be working with legislators and our government to propose things. We want to talk through things. We want to work with the system that we have in place. But when you sit there and you kneel during the national anthem, honestly, just get the fuck out of the country. We don't want you. I don't like you and I don't respect you anymore. I respect that you think you're doing what's right, Colin, but I do not think you're smart. And frankly, frankly, here's the truth about Colin Kaepernick. I used to think that the reason that he lacked what it took to become a Super Bowl champion was maturity. And now I realize it's not just maturity, it's, it's flat out stupidity. He will never be a good quarterback because of how stupid he is. Um, and that's just the truth. Um, prove me wrong, Colin Kaepernick, but your inability to be a true champion is not just immaturity. It, it, it has been revealed that you're just flat out an idiot. So that's my Colin Kaepernick rant. Um, anyway, um, there's probably people out there that might get pissed off when they hear that, but hey, who gives a fuck? I mean, I'm speaking the truth, baby. Um... I've been working on other things, you know, I've been trying to update my IMDB page, um, I have, um, I tried helping a homeless man the other night and he got mad at me, alright, so, you know, I think this is a good example, it can tie back into Colin Kaepernick, sometimes if you think that you're doing the right thing, it's not necessarily the right thing, um, so you really need to evaluate it from an objective perspective as well, not just because you think it's right. And, and I think I did learn some lessons um, from this guy. First of all, I, I was walking home late at night. I was in a good mood, and, and as I was going into my building, I saw this guy uh, laying down on the street, and we made eye contact for a second. And he looked like he could. He looks like he's either my age or maybe within a few years up or down. And you know when i you know when you look into somebody's eyes you can see a part of their soul and vice versa that i believe that and and it's been said it's you you know you can kind of you, you lock into their frequency when you see them you know and we made eye contact and i feel like when i saw him i could tell that this dude looks like he could be one of my friends or he feel he seems like the that the type of dude that could hang out in my friend group and i thought about going inside and i stopped and i said what's up man and I could tell he didn't want to talk. And I saw him try to light something up. I don't know what it was. But I tried to not get him to light up whatever the hell he was lighting up. Which maybe be ignorant on my behalf. Right? Making assumptions. Maybe. I don't know. You know. 
but he didn't want to talk. He kind of like covered his face. I think he was either embarrassed or whatever. And I, I apologized if I was upsetting him in any way. Um, and I said, is there anything I can do to help? And he said, yeah, give me a hundred dollars. Right. So I'm like, no, that's not going to help you. You know I mean? It was almost, you know, obviously I don't think he meant it. And, oh, I mean, I know he'd take a hundred dollars from me if I'd give it to him. Uh, but I, I knew that that was, that's surface bullshit, right? That's a surface bullshit answer. And there's more to an interaction that we could have here. So I said, no, I'm going to run inside, but I'll grab like a Gatorade or something. Do you want a Gatorade? Right. So he's like, all right, you know, he kind of like softened up and he's like, yeah, I'll take a Gatorade. Right. So I go inside and as I'm in there, I thought, is there anything else I could bring him? It was kind of cold outside and with Airbnb recently, um, kind of coming down on New York, I have extra blankets and extra things. And I realized, you know, I'm not going to need this really anymore. Um, so I brought him a blanket and, um, like a healthy juice, you know, like those juicy, th those juice things that you can buy, like for, you know, it's got all kinds of organic stuff or whatever. So I brought him, you know, that stuff down and, uh, I could tell he was like reading the label of the organic thing when I gave it to him. It wasn't just like, thanks. It was like, he had to read it and make sure that I, I wasn't either. I don't know. I mean, that's good. I respect that. You know, he's not just, I could, that was smart of him, you know, in a way that most people wouldn't just think to do that. But we started talking and, you know, he went into some personal stuff and I tried to be, you know, encouraging. I was like, you know, Jay Leno was actually homeless at one point in New York, um, when he was rising to, to fame, you know, and, uh, it's, it's always kind of, and he knew, he knew that, you know, he's like, he didn't want to hear my shit though. Like he, he didn't want me to be positive. So I didn't push but he kind of got mad at me. He's like, why are you being, why are you trying to encourage me? Um, and I, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, trying to help. He's like, you don't know shit about me. You don't know anything about me. I'm like, I understand that. I just, I feel like when I saw you, I feel like you could be one of my friends, you know? And, um, I'm not going to go into his personal details, you know, that he shared with me, even though you don't know his name, but that's still between him and I. And, and, you know, obviously it's, some things happened to him that were really, really devastating, you know, and, and similar to some things that I've gone through in my life before, and you, you can let it crush you. Um, um, and, and I don't know, long story short, I realized that I can't make assumptions about anyone for better or worse. Um, you can't, he was he telling me that he chooses to be homeless um, because he has other responsibilities. He says, <laughs> he told me he makes more money than me. Um, and I, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, I guess he has some expenses that he, that he has out there. And he's like, I, I make more money than you. I don't need you, you know, like judging me and all this stuff. I was like, well, that's an assumption right there. How do you know that you make more money than me? Uh, and, and he said, I just know I do. And I thought to myself, you know, I could, I could argue with him <laughs> not to say that, you know, anything's possible, right? Anything's possible. But I, I thought that was a funny thing to say and um I wasn't gonna argue with a homeless guy about who makes more money but I did I should I shouldn't even call him a homeless guy I say a person who's homeless um yeah I believe I do believe he was telling me the truth though I do believe that he makes money and that he's choosing to be out there um, because he has expenses that are more important than serving himself first right now um but anyway we became friends and he called me ignorant first and then I think he realized that I, 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 I owned up to that. I apologized for being ignorant, and um, and then we kind of went our separate ways. And I think he, I think we had a good moment. I think we bonded, and I, and I hope the best for him. I do think he can easily get back on track. Um, but I guess the lesson is, the real lesson is, don't give homeless people money, and two, find out how you can actually really help them. Don't, and I sh again, not homeless people, people that are homeless, actually find out how you can help them. And it's not, sometimes it's just having a conversation and taking time out of your day. Sometimes it's maybe going and grabbing them a coffee if they want one, or if there's a fruit stand nearby, buy them some fresh fruit. It's not expensive. And that care and tenderness can go far. Some people might not appreciate it. Some people might throw that. Like, if you get them a sandwich, they might throw it back at you and say, I said a dollar, bitch. 
uh, the way that they did in, I think it was 10 Things I Hate About You, or, or Scary Movie, one of those scary movies, one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. But I think the most, imp I think the best way to truly help, honestly, in my opinion, is to get part of an organization that has an infrastructure and process and program in place where, you, where they actually give back, whether that's like going to a soup kitchen and volunteering some time or preparing meals or getting involved in finding out what organization out there um, does active work and charity for homeless people or maybe even paid for work. I don't know. Either way, though, if you really want to help homeless people, people that are homeless, Michael Oldred, I'm talking to myself first, um, I need to do this myself, then find out about an organization out there and get involved. So that's my... That's my spiel on that. I need to do that. I'd like to, maybe when I meet a chick, um, I'll like do that with her once a week or something. Or like, I don't know. I need to. We all need to, man. Well, we don't need to, but I think it's important. And, and I and I like people that think and do things like that. I, I, I like that trait, and it's a good quality. So, um Anyway, going back to a couple other things. When I was in Chicago, me and my buddy worked out of this really cool coffee shop. Um, you can tell I just like changed subjects by looking at the itinerary right there. You're right if you made that evaluation and hypothesis. Um, but we went to this really cool coffee shop. It was huge. It had like indoor putting and ping pong and tons of pretty girls. Forgive me for forgive me for loving pretty girls. All right, but. It was awesome, and now I'm encouraged to like find cool spots in New York to go do that. Because again, I do work from home, so I feel like that would be so cool. Like I, yesterday, I was in Soho. I met up with an old friend, worked out with her, and then like had some dinner, and and we were in Soho, and like passed like these really cool coffee shops, you know. And you just that's a good way to to potentially connect with people too, without creeping, right? Don't step outside and just start following chicks. Or like get on get on the subway and like miss your stop so that you can <laughs> purposefully have more time to potentially interact with a chick. I'm not saying never do that, but you know, you're you're starting to kinda you're starting to really test the boundaries when you step outside of fate like that, I think. And I, I do think part of it is making your own fate. There's like a balance to it all. You know, it, 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 there's only so much you can do and you have to let go of the other half. It's like a perfect midpoint. You got to find that midpoint, I think, and, and live in that region. Um, but um, nevertheless, put yourself in, in, in positions and environments and things like that that are going to get you out there and rotate the crops, man. Um, so I'm excited about doing that, uh, exploring places in Soho, um, and um, been motivated to to also learn a little bit about the whole script writing process. When I was li living in LA, I had a buddy who, uh, his uncle actually wrote like several feature films. I met this kid actually at the improv. I was doing stand-up comedy at the improv in Hollywood and I got off stage and this kid said he, he really liked my style and I was like, oh, awesome, thanks dude. And, and we became friends and you know, he's like, I'm just kind of starting stand-up and I want to learn some stuff. So I kind of like, you know, shared some things. We became friends. We we connected because he was cool. I could tell. I could tell he was like the type of dude I would have partied with in college, and like, you know, just like a, a cool, chill dude that you can tell was was cool in college. And we became friends. And then later, I find out that um, his uncle has written all kinds of movies, like uh, um, Hot Tub Time Machine, Sex Drive. All these, um, you know, like Mr. Popper's Penguins, uh, one of the new Adam Sandler movies, I forget. Um, um, that dad movie with uh, Andy Sandberg, um, That's My Boy, and, and, and a handful of other movies. So, And this kid, you know, has kind of like a good foundation for writing. Uh, and he helped me kind of figure out the basics of, of, of writing and like the specific software that people use when writing scripts. He's even written at least one movie script. I've read it and it's really entertaining. Um, and I mean, that's where it all starts guys. The sky is literally the limit and I want to write, I have an idea for a movie. 
um, that I'm going to start writing. And it's, uh, it's a superhero movie starring me. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not going to say too much, but just kind of think uh, a mixture of Deadpool and, you know, like um, uh, uh, Batman, right? So just kind of take that, that concept and let your mind wander. Um, anyway, um, so that's kind of the deal there. We reconnected recently, and um, I'm excited to see what else he, he, he puts out there. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. What else? I mean, these are I'm kind of like bouncing from topic to topic, which is kind of what I do when I'm talking to people anyway. Um, the funny thing, like, if we were having a conversation right now, I'd let you speak and then listen, and we'd, like, discuss, and I would ask you some questions also, and, like... Um, you know, let the conversation evolve naturally and, and, and really enjoy our our time. And then I'd probably bounce back and say something like, hey, I just bought Mac Miller tickets to, uh, you know, he's coming to town uh, in, in December, so I'm really excited about that. Do you like Mac Miller? <laughs> um, or something would trigger me to think that. Probably. I don't think when I go into conversations, I don't have like an itinerary. Um but for some friends that I haven't talked with in a while, I might have a little bit of an itinerary. Like, I might, like, write down two or three bullet points, and I'm like, I have to remember to tell them this or ask about these things because um, it's easy to just, you know, get sidetracked and forget that you wanted to, whatever, discuss X, Y, Z. So, um, yeah, Mac Miller's coming into town. I'm excited. I do like his style. Um, and... Um, the other things on my itinerary, it says growing pit hairs and leg hair, jealousy, chin hair. So let me just kind of decipher that code for you guys. Um, I don't know why I wrote this down, to be honest. Uh, it's really out there. But yeah, when I was a kid, I used to really, um, you know, before I went through puberty, like I really wanted, I felt like people that had like facial hair and pit hair and, and like leg hair, it was like a sign of being a man. And I was like, man, I, I really want... You know, I really want, you know, that type of hair, all those types of hairs. Like, I want to be able to grow sideburns and all this stuff because that, that means I'm, like, more mature and, and like, cooler. And it was just such a struggle dealing with letting those pit hairs grow in one at a time. You know, I, I remember we were on the bus once and one of the older kids, he was, like, two years older, eighth grade versus sixth grade, and, and uh, we were talking about pit hair or something. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I finally got, like, three or four hairs and this dude fucking rips his shirt down. He pulls his the like the arm part down and lifts his arm up and he just had the hugest like bush of armpit hair and it was so discouraging. I was so jealous, you know, and just thinking to myself like I wonder if I could ever have that. You know, like I wonder if I'll ever, I'll ever have that much pit hair. But um time time has come and frankly I'm I'm actually looking at my pit hair right now. I'm very satisfied with the amount of pit hair that I have. In fact, I even shave shave it down sometimes, not fully, like I'm a swimmer, um, or male model, or whatever, whoever else shaves their armpit hair, I don't do that, but I, I trim it with a guard, you know, so that the deodorant goes, um, uh, further, I guess you could say, um, I have healthy amount of leg hair, which I'm proud of, uh, which, which is why I'm sharing with you, and, and I shave, and it's actually a hassle, because my, my facial hair grows in so fast, when it, you know, there was a time in my life when I remember I got like four or five chin hairs and I was just so excited. I was like, wow, those are real. Those are real facial hairs. So it's funny how life, you know, it's funny how things change as you get older. That's like my theme, right? Um, anyway, I'll, I'll end by saying this again, kind of jumping around, but I hope you guys had fun with this episode. I wonder if anyone's still listening. It's been an hour uh, of nonsensical excitement. Harry Potter all the way to Donald Trump to, uh, Michael Oldroyd's armpit hair. But I got advice from a friend not long ago. We were talking about comedy. He said, he's known me since I was in like sixth grade. Um, and, I, and I actually liked his advice. He literally said, Mike, um, I, I've seen your stand-up. I've known you since you were in sixth grade. When we were in middle school, you were the funniest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. He's like, you were hilarious. He goes, your stand-up is funny, but it's not as funny is you were when you were just a kid being honest and being yourself. So I think that that's 
kind of the direction that I want to evolve into. I want to evolve into myself, if that makes sense. Evolve back into the Michael Aldred that I was um, one once upon a time, which is just brutal, absurd honesty, unnecessary honesty, and just um, just kind of completely living from the inside out. Um, you know, so that's where uh, I feel like it's happening naturally, and I'm excited about that. But that's where I want to go as a comedian. And as I've gotten older, and you know, actually having a real job has helped me form my opinions on things in the world that I may have been ignorant to if I just did comedy my whole life. I feel like I'm able to understand things about the economy and politics, and you know, I'm more relatable to you guys too, having the fact that I do work, right? So like if a comedian's never actually had a real job, how do you actually truly relate to people about work if you haven't done it and had a job, you know? So I think it's actually been a good thing and, and it, you know, I think having a job complements the comedy and vice versa. It makes me better at my job, the fact that I'm a comedian. So it kind of fuels itself. It's like a symbiotic relationship. Um, but um, that's the goal is to get there, have that honesty, you know, talk about things that are universal, not just my frat material and college black penis jokes. Um, I would like to continue to evolve, even though the black penis jokes are always humorous. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I feel good about this session. I really uh, let it out there. I uh, just kind of let it out there, you know, just let it rip. All right. Anyway, have a good night. Love yous, and uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>